a lot of these guys. I'm a, I'm a, rec- I'm a record and you, he, your guy yeah, can cut just, any of this off. Yeah. No, just start, just start recording. I mean, yeah. honestly, I kind of like just rolling into things instead of trying to do a formal intro because everybody's butthole gets really tight whenever you do the intro. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, it takes you a couple of minutes to kind of unwind and start talking. So it, I think the rolling intro is a good idea, Brad. Yeah. I like for it. Sure, for sure. Yeah. And we're yeah. realizing we're, 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 we're getting on a wavelength here too. So yeah. Yeah. And we got a little warm up back, but uh, sure. listen, I'm excited to be with you because this is a topic that um, when you reached out to me on Twitter, I think you had seen some of my tweet storms about Mother Ayahuasca, mm-hmm. sacred mm-hmm. medicine. Uh, yeah. What's crazy is I actually have a friend of mine doing it tonight. Oh, is that, that I've right? Been, I've been counseling him over the last week. <laughs> oh, is this so, first you know, time? It's his first time. Okay. And he's going through, you know, he's in his early 30s and he's in a relationship and he wants, he doesn't really know where it's headed and he's just had a move. So there's all these things going on and I just, you know, counsel them the best I can. I said, listen, I'll just share my experience with you, but I don't recommend this for anybody. It really is. You need to be called to it and you need to do your homework and research and, you know, just be very intentional about what you're doing. And so he's been on the dieta yeah. uh, for the last week and I hope it goes well for him. Um, but I yeah. mean, I wouldn't have gone about it like he did. Like I took a lot more time in researching it and learning about the people. It took me a year and a half. Oh, is that right? Before, yeah. before I was ready. So yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, go ahead. No, I don't, I don't want to. Like, oh yeah, no, that, yeah. no, that's really exciting. that You've got somebody, a friend of yours who's doing it for the first time. It's, it's, uh, it's actually been a little while for me, uh, because mostly because of COVID kind of COVID put a crimp in, um, the you know in the travel plan travel that would have been required for me to do it um and you know sort of since i haven't made the the kind of contacts that i would need but but that's 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 going to come to a close shortly um because as you know it's it's a it's uh sort of a gray it's sort of a gray area you know legally and all of that so um yeah you know so did you have to sign a release Oh yeah, Every, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I did it too, but it was like in another country. And I'm like, okay, this isn't gonna hold up for shit. No, I mean, you no. know, it, it, you're kind of on your own. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that, I won't tell you. I won't even tell you where I I did it. You know, like it's yeah. it's it's um very it, it's being carried out by people who are of the absolute best faith and best intentions, um, and also are extremely careful. <laughs> and, yeah. and um yeah. and and that that the, there's there's some virtue to that you know it's it's um i i noticed there's like a move to to decriminalize and 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 legalize and i think that's probably good but i think there are downsides to that as well there's um something about it being you uh, there's something about having to make a pilgrimage of some sort either out of the country absolutely or outside of your comfort zone that yes. is part of the whole experience and so if it's just like ah, i can walk down to the yoga studio in my neighborhood on any given friday and do it 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 loses something i think i don't know if i can put my finger on what it loses exactly but yeah. um it's something something is gone from the experience i think i couldn't agree more like i'm here in a condo in miami and having, you know, set with the medicine and with people that were extremely well-trained. Um, and, and I, I want to come back to something you said, mm-hmm. you know, discretion is very important in this mm-hmm. and the people find you know, that, that, you know, the way, uh, find each other. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it's amazing how it works. Like I've, it, it's kind of like, you know, the whole law of attraction deal, which I, mm-hmm. you know, forget that, you know, the stigma of like the book, the secret and all that, but there is something about people that find each other and you forge these connections that last a lifetime. But mm-hmm. I'm very careful too. And, disclosing you know I, I might tell you offline what yeah, i did right but but i'm not going to say here's everything you know here's where we were because you know i just worry that somebody might put two and two together and they start you know i won't protect everybody that had, was involved in my process mm-hmm. um because that's just the way it needs to be and mm-hmm. i don't and, and that's not not everybody agrees with that i mean there are people that are very open and they have you know, resorts or retreats in, in South America and Peru or in other mm-hmm. places. And, you know, they market that heavily. But for me, I really, my experience was the most, you know, the most special, unique thing that I could ever possibly imagine. And I want to protect those people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm of the exact same thing. I mean, I, I'm, um, I'm, I've, I've kind of come out myself for the most part. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mention other people who'd been there with me, except maybe, you know, in private to a close friend or something. I'm, I'm not going to be super shy. Um, and yeah, that's part of protecting the sort of the sanctity of it. Um, but there's there's legitimate um, sort of infosec there, stuff there, too. You know, not, oh, even, yeah. just, not even just legally. It's, um, you know, I came across I, I stumbled across a guy um, on LinkedIn who I'd sat with before, oh, shit. Um, just like accidentally, like he must have yeah. known somebody I knew or something. Um, and uh, it was it was a total surprise. And it actually took me a minute to figure out if that was actually him or just the guy who looked like him. And, it, you know, I really wanted to like, you know, hey, let's connect. But it was, I, I, you know, no, we're not going to make that connection. Maybe I find you some other way, but we're not going to make that connection like that. Um, there's no reason to. So yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's an interesting world to kind of glance against the edge of for sure. But so tell me, what, what can you tell me about your, I mean, when did you, mm-hmm. when did you sit with it? Yeah. So this was, it was back in late November of 2016. Okay. Yeah, that's when it was. And it's something where I'll just kind of go back and give you the origin story. Yeah. So the person that let, you know, there was a person that led me to this. Um, I actually met him back in 2007, I believe, back in Los Angeles. We actually met at the Beverly Hills Playhouse. Okay. And it was one of those immediate connections of like, you know, 50 people in this class, people that wanted to be, we were doing scene study at the Beverly Hills Playhouse. And, you know, amongst all this new people in this class, I just hit it off with this one I actually have, you know, a couple of guys that are going to be lifelong friends that I, you know, way back, you know, we've maintained our relationships and they both live in Europe. Now they're both ones from Greece, ones from Switzerland, mm-hmm. but I really got along with this guy and we're just like, you know, bros at first sight type of deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he went, he was there for me through a divorce, you know, when I was just a straw a few years later and he knew my ex-wife and he was just, a, he's a very compassionate, wonderful, wonderful guy. And it's certainly an alternative person. Like he's always been attracted to things like alternative ways of healing, alternative medicine. Mm-hmm. And I love that about him. Um, but anyway, he had talked to me about, he thinks he thought that I would get some deep emotional healing from, you know, I lost my mother when I was 14 years mm-hmm. old from, to breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And then I went through this divorce 13 years later. And I never really grieved my mother's divorce. I don't think until, or my mother's death mm-hmm. until I went through this divorce. I'd kind of like just covered it up. And then whenever I lost my, you know, I had this marriage not work out. I had all this grief, you know, that just, you know, came out, came, came out of that. 
And, you know, years passed. This is like in 2010. And I think it was probably in 2015. He said, I think this could really benefit you. Mm -hmm. I'd forget exactly when he started working with the medicine, but he had been working with it for probably a couple of years. And he had developed a tribe and he had shamans that were extremely well vetted that he had set with many times. And he is someone that is a, you know, serial, um, you know, I don't want to say a user, but somebody that has had many different journeys. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I remember interviewing with the shamans, like we did a zoom call and I interviewed with them probably a year, a year and a half. And so I, I had to warm up to this and I hadn't really ever, I had never traveled to Europe. Um, I think about it now. So I, you know, there was questions where was, where were, you know, where was I going to go? Mm -hmm. you know, these people were doing things stateside, but um, for whatever reason, it didn't feel right. And I remember I just had this window of time in November of 2016, where my business was in a place of stasis, it was stagnant. Mm -hmm. And I had an opening. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go visit him in Switzerland, and uh, make everything he said, I think you should, you know, there's going to be an event, um, you know, at this island, you know, uh, you know, off the coast of I'm not going to go into too much detail. Sure. But there, there was a destination that was a well known destination that um, would you know, be perfect for this. And he knew all the people. So I booked my flight and, you know, I did the whole dieta, like I took it seriously, like I eliminated uh, sugar, salt, you know, fried food, fatty food. I don't think, I don't even know if I was doing caffeine, no alcohol. Mm -hmm. And it was about a week before, I think they say you should do up to two weeks. Yeah. But did for me, say, was, did they say no sex? Yeah, no. And that was, I was, I was going through a period of celibacy. Okay. So, so you know, fine. that, that wasn't like, you know, I wasn't in a relationship, so I was able to do that. And so there was all these things and I was living in a remote location. Like I wasn't living in a city with a bunch of activity. I was everything in my life kind of lined up during that period to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And so, and I also, you know, I think about, I'm a person that metabolizes things very fast. Mm -hmm. So a dieta that lasted, you know, six or seven days for me is going to work. I'm going to be able to flush everything out pretty quickly. Right. right. Um, and I'm generally pretty healthy. So yeah, that's kind of how, um, it all happened rather quickly, but it was probably a year and a half process from whenever I was alerted to this exist. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, there, of course, there's years and years and years before that, that led up to this point, wherever I could, um, you know, go down this journey. And I wasn't someone that was, I'm not a tripper. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't do like psilocybin mushroom. Like I don't just take stuff yeah. um, before so that. Was, I so was ayahuasca the first thing then? Yeah. And I remember whenever I got to the destination, it was just beautiful. Um, it was in the mountains and it was like, you know, this, this house that was like this gorgeous mansion, you know, set in nature that was, uh, you know, wonderful crew of people. And I remember the shaman, he asked me, one of the shamans, he said, have you ever done any kind of, you know, hallucinogenic psychedelic? And I said, no, I haven't. He said, wow, you're going right to the, to the big one. Right. Right. To the and, center and of, course, of the I mandala. Don't, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't have anything to compare it to. <laughs> right. Right. So I don't, right. I have no clue what I'm getting into. I'm just yeah. an eager, an eager guy. And like, okay, this is, you know, I, I, and, and of course I studied it too, Brad. Like I had, um, yeah. I believe done a lot were well-prepared and listened to some talks and read some things and talked to people. And, yeah. Yeah. As man, by the way, that does, you can't do enough of that, but it still isn't enough. You're never right. going to get enough to prepare you for what you're, what you're facing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the, the, the greatest value I, for anybody who hasn't 
you know, stepped into that world. I do think that research is essential. I think the most important part of the research to me is finding some security in that this is reasonably healthy physically, that you're not physically in danger and reading enough that you feel confident about that. So because that way, if you get into the depths of it and it's terrifying, at least you still have that lifesaver that you can cling to that I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die because it yeah. will feel like it. it is very likely you will have an experience that feels like you are going to die. Um, and if you have that little bit, that little thing you can cling on to that you're pretty confident this isn't going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. may prevent you from going um too far into the abyss though you know maybe you need to go too far depending on what your situation is and what you know what the person's temperament is and all that maybe maybe you need to go that far into the abyss i you know i wouldn't want to prescribe what the experience should be like for anyone but i know for me when i finally figured out see i was a tripper uh, as a teenager in a college, yeah. I was a guy, you know, I didn't, I never had, um, I never got into hard drugs, but, um, was somebody who was perfectly willing to eat some mushrooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it had been years since I had done anything like that before I came, I came to ayahuasca and so was prepared in terms of, I understood Um, I understood just how strange, or I thought I did. I thought I understood just how strange the conscious experience can get. Right. Um, And then found that there was like a whole extra level to it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) When when I sat with ayahuasca. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, it's hard for me to fathom that anything could be more powerful Mm -hmm. than what, than what I experienced. Um, Uh, and, and, and you're, and you're right about one thing you said about clinging to something like, I actually never thought about this, but I remember I did have something that I was clinging to that kind of helped me through that, that period where I went through like the depths of despair, mm-hmm. uh, which I had one of, you know, I had a shamanic death experience, mm. um, where I really felt like I was, and we can go into that. I can go yeah. through the whole, you know, thing. Congratu- that- Congratulations. Thank you. Well, I mean, <laughs> I it, mean it's, it's a big, it, it's yeah. important, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it is. And it's something that you don't think you need it, but I, I did need it. And I think mm-hmm. about now, it, by the way, it takes years to unpack this stuff. I mean, yes. I'm now, we're looking at over five years since I, I had, you know, two ceremonies and four servings over the mm-hmm. course of those two ceremonies, right? Just two nights. Mm-hmm. And it has taken me years to fully unpack all of this stuff. And I may be one of those people that doesn't do it again, or I mm-hmm. might. But I don't, I don't see myself like I don't feel called right now, mm-hmm. and I want to help others as much as I can, and, um, you know, just kind of counsel them and give them the right advice and just, and I say advice, and it's more of just help them follow their own path. Yeah, it's it's not really me saying there's no prescription here, but it's me just trying to open their eyes to what I've experienced and just help them any way I can. I mean, look, let's yeah. be this is for a very select group of people. Yes, in, in yeah. my view. Yeah. I don't know what you, you agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. I think, um, I think there's a lot of people who could benefit from it, who don't realize that, or they, it would never be something that they would consider. Yeah. Um, but I also think, um, I mean, I've sat with people that weren't ready for it 
um, didn't have the didn't have and this isn't an age thing but didn't quite have the maturity on some level for it um right. and it ended up being a troubling experience for them like i the last time i did it um i was sitting next to a guy who was quite a bit younger than me he was probably in his early i think he had just graduated from college if i remember so he was 22 24 somewhere in there oh man that's that's young it's young yeah <laughs> and he he was a very sweet guy he was a very nice guy and um he was having trouble um the first dose th this batch um wasn't particularly strong on this evening so you had to drink a little more and not a lot more you probably had to drink one and a half time times what maybe you would normally drink and so right. he 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 had took some and it wasn't working and he took more and he took more and then you could kind of see this desperation in his eyes like he'd come all this way it wasn't working he and and I and in talking to him before, I kind of knew what his deal was. He was having like a I've failed at everything in my life. I'm not gonna fail at this. And that just meant more ayahuasca, more ayahuasca. And he got cut off at some point. Um, thank God, but it caught it all caught up to him at once. Right. And he went and you know, I haven't really talked to him since. I've I'm sure he's okay. I mean, I talked to him the next day and he was a little rattled, but he seemed he seemed okay. Um, right. but that night was, he became, he became a difficult person for everyone in the room to deal with. Oh, that can um, happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, that, that can happen. And that's what I was worried about. I was, mm -hmm. I was whenever I had, um, so I'll just kind of, I'll just kind of go through and, and give you, you know, the first night I did it, I, you know, I did, I did bring intention into it, but also a lot of wondering like what would happen. Sure. So, you know, everybody is sitting, I was in a room of about 20 people. We had the two shamans. I was the only American there. Everybody else was from like, you know, we had, it was mostly European, like a lot of mm -hmm. English people. Um, we had some Germans, Swiss, et cetera. And so okay, I'm with yeah. foreigners in a foreign country. I'm in Europe. So that's kind of different to begin with. Yeah. It was just following, I think the, uh, this, so I guess, um, Trump had just been elected. Okay. And so there was a lot of, that's something else that was going on in the world, just to kind of mm -hmm. give some context where sure. a lot of these people were more to the left and very upset by what had happened mm -hmm. and felt like this is like an end of a world. And they, and they talked to me and they're like, wait, this is a, this is a smart guy that he's an American and he can explain this in a way that we understand it. We may not like it, but at least we understand it. So I, that was kind of crazy. I was the only person that was like openly, you know, right. a Trump supporter a few <laughs> right. weeks, a few weeks after he had been elected and shook up the world. Yeah. And I'm doing this ayahuasca retreat. But, um, huh. you know, I, I remember, you know, everybody, you know, you, you you're, you're dieting, you're not eating. Mm -hmm. um, so your body doesn't have anything in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the late evening comes and the lights go out and we're playing music and everybody's, you know, and, and by the way, these shamans were unbelievable. Like they were true musicians. Oh yeah. Same, like same with my experience. Yeah. Like yeah. playing, playing instruments, singing. It was beautiful, beautiful, amazing people, very talented. And, um, you know, where they prepare the medicine and then, you know, each person goes up and you have about a two ounce paper cup is what we had. Mm -hmm. And they would fill that, you know, to whatever they felt like you should get, whatever, you know, and they drink before everybody else. And so they're being informed by mother ayahuasca what your dosage should be. And, and so I don't know, I probably had like two thirds to three quarters of a cup the first time and everybody goes back and, 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 um, 
you know, everybody drinks at the same time. And it was interesting because it's just kind of like, it's almost like very fine coffee grounds type of elixir. It's got some viscosity to it. Um, the taste isn't for me, it wasn't bad, but okay. it wasn't, but it wasn't great. Yeah. I really can't describe it. Um, but I remember, you know, drinking it and it goes down, you know, into my throat, you know, through my esophagus into my stomach. And it just, it's kind of like this coating, mm -hmm. almost like a Pepto-Bismol type of thing where it's like just coating the inside of your body and, you know, your heart rate starts to go up. This is my experience. My heart yeah. rate starts to go up and I'm kind of, um, you know, there's, there's your nerves are anxious, like what's going to happen. And so your stomach and it starts working in your stomach. Mm -hmm. it starts working. Oh yeah. And like, it starts <laughs> bubbling. It's, it, it's like cooking or there's something going on in your stomach. And of course we all have our buckets right next to our mat. Mm -hmm. And I must've been one of the first people to, uh, regurgitate. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I must've been one of the first people to throw up into the bucket and, you know, and it probably was somewhere between 20 or 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And of course some people don't, I mean, some mm -hmm. people don't throw up, but I'm somebody that absolutely was affected by this. And so I remember, you know, I puke into the bucket and I don't know, it's like, we, it's been over five years. So it's not clear as it was, but what I remember was, you know, laying down and looking at the ceiling and I was seeing like hieroglyphs and masks, like oh, yeah. ancient <laughs> masks. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like these, these languages of which I couldn't decipher anything, but it was like hieroglyphs um, you know, in, in the walls of like a, a, like a tomb in Egypt or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember just having this incredibly warm feeling and this connectedness to everybody in the room. And it was so amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was not anything like what I experienced the first night, you know? So yeah. it was a, it was, it was a very nice little warm up session to where I absolutely, you know, was with the medicine and I experienced these things, but it wasn't, um, it was a good experience. Let's just put it that way. It was like yeah. warm, spiritual connectedness to everybody in the room. It was just a pleasant, wonderful, great thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, um, that was my first experience. And, and, and going into the second night, I didn't bring the same intentionality or focus that I did the first night because I thought this might be like a repeat performance and I'm just going to oh. have a great time. Like I'm just mm -hmm. going to kind of have this warm and fuzzy feeling and get to see these different like faces and shapes and colors and, and, and symbols. And mm -hmm. I'll just kind of do that. And maybe it'll be, a, you know, the same intensity, maybe more, but I, yeah. I was anticipating it to be some very similar. And now I realize what a mistake that was. <laughs> she was, she was warming you up, man. She was, <laughs> she was inviting you in. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was saying, this is what it's, it's, it's lovely. It's warm in here. There's friends in here. Come on in. Yeah. yeah, that's how it was. And I remember the next day, the next day, um, you know, and of course, all of this happens over the course of, gosh, I don't know, I guess it's probably three or four hours, you know, the whole, you know, the link and, and I, yeah. you know, you have, I had two doses the second time um, that that same night, they gave me just a very small little dose. And I'm not even sure I, I don't even think I threw that up. Okay, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't enough to stir up my stomach and puke into a bucket again. Yeah. But, um, I just, I just kind of, you know, it was nice. It mm -hmm. was great. Um, and the next day, everybody sits with each other and we talk about what we just, you know, how, you know, kind of give a review, like checking in with each other. Yeah. And I was like emotional, 
Mm-hmm. Like I was touched. Like I, and I'm not someone that cries easily, but I was just touched by how connected I felt to all of these strangers in this room mm-hmm. and how thankful I was to have been there. Yeah. Right. And so that was leading into the second night. And the second night, um, you know, we go through the same process again, you know, and, and they're, you know, we're playing the music and everybody's sitting with their intentions and, you know, you go up and the shaman gives you your dose at this one. I remember the second night was almost a full dose. Like, you know, almost, it seemed to be like close to that two ounce entire serving in that, in that little paper cup. Right. Yeah. And, um, cut me off at any time, but I'll just kind of, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm enjoying this. And and I'll tell you what happened. So, um, you know, we all go back and we sit on our mats and I'm sitting with the medicine and I drink it and, you know, same thing, you know, it's coating, you know, my insides going into my stomach this time. I, I must've, it must've worked on my body much, much faster. The second, the second time. I, I didn't throw up in 20 or 30 minutes, literally was like 10, 15 minutes, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I mean, some people, it can take like an hour Yeah. or it could take 30 minutes or 45 minutes. It takes yeah. a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. And so for, for whatever reason, this time it worked very, very quickly. Mm. And so, you know, I puke into, you know, I, you know, throw up in the bucket and I am in a whole different kind of experience now. I am in a different <laughs> journey. And I, and so mm-hmm. I remember the shaman said, if you're having trouble, if you're having difficulty, go to the edge of your mat mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, just tap on your mat yeah, and, they'll come over come. and they'll come over and help you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm realizing I'm in big trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm in big, big trouble. And I don't, I mean, I don't even, I tapped a few times, nobody was coming. And then I remember all of a sudden I find myself, and this is like in the room. All of a sudden I'm in this other room and the room was, it was, it was entirely white and it had these porcelain tiles and it had a desk that was sitting there like this white desk. And there was just such a radiance and energy in this room. And I turn and I look next to me and there's this being that's standing there. It's got a human body, but a bird's head. Whoa. And so I didn't, and it was in, and this being was looking at me. This was a divine being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was looking at me like just, and there was no emotion, nothing. It was just evaluating me. That's how mm-hmm. I felt. I felt like I was being evaluated, not judged, mm-hmm. evaluated, taking accounting like who, and I'm there. I am there. I am in this room. And I realized I have got to get out of this room. I've got, to, I've got to get out of here. And so somehow, and I don't know how long this lasted, but I was able to, I, I realized I have to get outside of this room with all these people. Mm. And because this is so intense, I can't, I can't I'm, I'm in trouble. Mm. And so somehow I find my way through the hallway and I go outside on the, on the patio area. And, you know, it's just beautiful. You know, you're overlooking nature. And I realized this isn't stopping. Right. No, it's going to keep going. <laughs> You yeah. think a breath of fresh air is going to save you? No. no. <laughs> and so I see, I see and feel spirits around me, and it's and it's more of like it's not like I'm seeing any uh, like any kind of human body, but it's like I'm seeing colors, I'm seeing things that are just I can feel like I'm in the presence. Yeah, you something. feel you feel the presence of uh, it feels like 
a intelligent entity that is yes. not you. Yeah. Yeah. And it is not you. Yeah. And so I remember, um, I'm having a real, like, I feel like, and what's interesting is while you're experiencing all this, you can like take an accounting of yourself, like in little increments and you realize, like, and I remember thinking you just, you're having a psych a psychotic break. You've lost your mind. Like something in you just broke, mm -hmm. something just broke in this experience and you're dead. Like you're not going to come out. You're not going to come back from this. Like you are the guy that went to this well-known destination, this beautiful Island off the coast of Europe. And you just lost your mind and like, they're going to call your parents and like, you're, 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 you just, you're for you. You're a headline now. You're going to be a write up in some article and yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I was thinking, I don't know if anybody else has thought like, but I remember thinking you're dead. You're mm -hmm. This is the way you're going to, this is, it's going to be like this the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And that life might not be very long, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so anyway, I, I'm outside <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm amidst these spirits. And I don't know what got into me, but something said, start running. Oh, start no. Running. And so I put out my, I, 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 I'm barefoot and I put yeah. out my arms and I start running around in circles because I have so much energy coming out of my body. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I have to run. And I'm thinking now, how did I not fall over? It's like pitch dark and I'm running around and there's like table and chairs. And like, there's, this is like a very nice house and I'm literally running around and I feel like I'm in the presence of these spirits. And I don't know why, for whatever reason, it felt like ancient, like American, like mm. Native American. Mm. I, and I don't even, I can't even tell you why, but I was amongst, again, ancient, ancient peoples, ancient spirits, and I'm running around and running around. And the shamans now realize something's is something's really going up. on. Yeah, they don't, they don't like it if you start running. <laughs> no, because I mean. It's dangerous. Could, it's, it's physically dangerous, right? You could yeah. and fall and crack your head open, whatever. And, I, yeah. and now I look back, I don't see how it didn't happen. Right. Like I don't, I don't see how I was able, I guess my dexterity, and I'll talk a little bit later about how my hand-eye coordination, my dexterity and kinetic chain was different for weeks afterwards. Oh, interesting. And like improved. Huh. But um, anyway, I'll try to get through this. I just, no, remember, this is, this is fantastic. I'm getting goosebumps yeah. listening to this. So, yeah. So, I mean, this was a, I remember just thinking you're crossing over, like you're crossing over to the other side and you just have to kind of find a way to roll with it. But um, I was terrified. And the thing that was interesting was over the course of this experience that I had the second night, I would have these wild swings from like, omniscient, you know, being omnipotent, omniscient, all seeing, all knowing, all powerful, like a God. And then you go into the depths of despair and hell. And I had that happen. Yeah. Like, like yeah. this, yep. like, there's no, there's no, like you're going down. I mean, it's like, they can just literally in like an mm -hmm. instant, you go from like, yes, to like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm dying. Like I'm, right. I'm in hell. And yep. anyway, so yep. I ended up running around and the shamans came outside, you know, both the, both, you know, they were husband, wife, and they both came mm -hmm. outside and, and helped me. And I remember the guy who I think I adore, mm -hmm. um, he was a little bit exasperated. Like, I think like, gosh, this guy, like, and of course I look back and I think, why do these people even do this? Because they're, right. I'm not the only person that's had this kind of experience. And there's other people that have had it. Like I've heard of people getting in a car and leaving and driving and never coming back. Yeah. 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 And no, so, it can go, it can go real squirrely real quick. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, they come out to attend to you. And meanwhile, there's 20 people in the room and you know, who knows, who knows what knows they're what's going popping through. off in there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't even, 
Yeah. And, and so I remember, you know, uh, but I remember her motherly energy of this woman was so soothing for me. And I remember she got me to sit down and she said, Alex, you can't think your way out of this. And I, and I just remember thinking, yeah, she's right. I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. And, uh, you know, I sit down and I'm just having energy, like just coming through my body. And I remember they wanted to use tuning forks on my chakras, particularly on my heart chakra. And whenever they put that tuning fork near my heart, there was like this explosion of energy coming out. And I, it scared the hell out of me. Like even beyond like all everything going on around me and these spirits and like these huge swings, you know, of heaven and hell and, you know, omnip, you know, omnipotence to like, I'm totally powerless. I just remember um, whenever they would put these tuning forks near me, it would just, I felt like my soul was getting ripped out of my body. Yeah. I felt like I'm, I'm going to like, my soul is about to be taken. And I said, I can't let you do that. I said, please just put the tuning forks away. I can't let you do that. And they said, Alex, these are good. These are like helping you. I said, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And this is going to sound crazy, but I remember just thinking, you know, I was raised in a Christian faith you know, I was raised Methodist and I'm not a organized religion person. Let me just be completely honest about it. But I remember thinking, Alex, like you're a Christian, you're a Christian, like, you know, you can't let them do this to you. You can't let them put these tuning forks. Now, I think they were doing what they thought was the best thing. Right. Right. But for me, I just remember thinking that was at a whole different level, a whole different level for me to where I felt like it could go a really, really bad direction because they put right. the tuning fork near my heart and it's like, whew, like this is coming out of me. And I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Right. What I remember was I wanted water. Like I needed a bottle of water. I was yeah. worried of getting like dehydrated or I guess there was that thing I needed to cling to. And I'm like, I need water. I need water. I need water. Anyway, eventually this probably went on for 30 plus minutes where I'm like outside and eventually um, you know, he had to go back and they were kind of like doing teams. Like, you know, she would go in, he would go in because they're trying to manage the other 20 people. Right. And I'm like this crazy, crazy guy <laughs> that's having a break. And yeah. I remember eventually, you know, she, the energy subsided to where they could get me to go back inside. Mm -hmm. And so I go back in on my mat and now at least I can be stationary and I can be indoors again. And, but it didn't, there was, it was still extremely intense, but it kind of changed. Now, um, I was still having those wild swings. And I remember there was one period where I'm sitting on the mat and I think I am like a God, like I am the most powerful thing. Like I'm, I know I, I, I just felt like a God. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I remember it went down. I went into the depths of hell and I remember there were other people that were puking and starting their own journey. But the sound of it was different to where I felt like they were puking in revulsion of me being in the room. Oh, yeah. And they knew that I had had a break and that I had, I, they knew that I had lost my shit. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, I look back now, no one knew anything because they're all in their own journey. No one knew anything. Yeah, the, shaman, the shamans did, but other than that, yeah. Not one person yeah. knew what, what had happened. I right. had to tell them, you know? Right. And mm -hmm. so, uh, and I was didn't tell, to, you know, want to talk about it at that point in time, but Anyway, I just remember I, that the swings continued mm -hmm. um, and those people were, and I remember whenever they were puking and it was like this, <laughs> it was like, it was, it was like, like, we hate you. 
Oh no. We hate oh, you. And so like, oh, that was like hard. a hell type experience where mm. I felt totally isolated. I remember thinking I've got to get out on a plane, the first flight tomorrow and get out of here. Cause these people hate me with like a passion. Mm. They hate me. Yeah. And so anyway, um, I remember feeling colors during this time. I remember hearing sounds. They were like, Ooh, like, I mean, I can't even be like guttural sounds, mm -hmm. deep, deep guttural sounds. Uh, remember the movie Dune with the uh, Sardaukar people when they're doing yeah. like the throat chants? Throat thing. Yep, yep. I was hearing things that were not uh, exactly like that, but deep, deep yeah. sounds. You know, wow. And they're just and they're just permeating through like your consciousness, right? It's not like it's in your ears. That's what's yeah. crazy about ayahuasca is that you can feel colors. Yeah. You can feel and you can't describe the color with anything that we know in terms of like the spectrum of color. And you hear these sounds and you can see these like, shapes and things moving. And it's not right here in front of your eyes. No. It's like it's nothing right here. No. But you're, but you're seeing it. And, and <laughs> yes, it, it's just the craziest, most amazing, wonderful, terrifying thing. And anyway, long story short of it, um, I remember finally coming out of it after an hour. And I started to realize, like, okay, I'm coming out of it now. Yeah. I'm starting to come out of this. Mm -hmm. And that was a feeling of relief. Oh God. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> it was a feeling of relief. Yeah. And so I remember then going outside and like people, to, you know, to, tobacco, a lot of people will smoke pipes or cigarettes, mm -hmm. you know, or, uh, you know, throughout the course of a ceremony. And I remember I went outside and one of the guys, I think he was like Dutch or something. And I remember like he was having a cigarette and like, I realized he had no idea what I had just been through. Right. And I said, yeah, I could use one. And we're smoking. He's like, ah, oh, it's so grounding, isn't it? Like having a cigarette, you <laughs> right. know? And I was like, yes, it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's yes. very grounding right now. Yeah. And anyway, um, I, I did have, I did go back in um, again. I remember and getting one more little dose and they, I was so scared to get another dose, but I did take another one. Oh, wow. Shamans, That's a brave man. The shamans, but it was a very small little bit. And it was similar to the second night where I didn't regurgitate it. Yeah. And it was, I and don't you, even, you would, yeah. you would, you uh, would felt the effects so early that probably mm -hmm. other people were at different points. Dude, that's the craziest yeah. thing. Like I was coming in, I, I, I was, you know, had this whole experience outside mm -hmm. and then I was coming in, you know, I'm in the room and people are just starting their journey. Yeah. Like when they were doing the, like right. you know, they're, they're puking into the bucket right? and they're starting their own journey. And I'm like kind of midway through or on the downside, yeah. the most powerful experience of my life. <laughs> Right. And then you just got to sit there. Like, yeah. and what do you do? Yeah. I remember yeah. when I was outside, I, I asked them for my friend. I said, can, can, yeah, his name is Mark. And I said, mm -hmm. can, can, I need to like see Mark. Yeah. And I'm having this break. Yeah. And, and, and the woman said, she goes, Alex, you know, he have he's has, he's in his own journey. Right. And it hit me. I'm like, yes, you're yeah, right. I can't, can't do anything for you. You can't do anything for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, up to you, the, you, it's up to the shamans and or the helpers to, to really, you know, take care of that all that stuff. Yeah. How amazing are these shamans that are truly oh, skilled God. people? Oh man. That I've worked with three different ones um of very at varying levels. Uh, I worked with two people who were amazing and one person who is still kind of in the learning process, I would say. Um and it, it it's profound. They're the 
the stamina they have, the musical talent they have, the insight they have, the humor they can maintain when it's appropriate, oh, the the whole the whole thing. It's it's really helping pe- helping people that are in to- like the depths of despair <laughs> that they've never been in their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I really and they have to vet people too. I mean, I respect mm-hmm. the vetting process where like mm-hmm. not everybody's going to be in. Like if you're, yeah. you know, one thing you made you talked earlier about people that are in their early twenties probably don't have enough life experience to really do something like this. There are instances where they will, Mm -hmm. but um, they do a really good job of vetting and curating the right environment and the right people. Yeah. Cause you got like, they have to solve those puzzles, right? They have to find like the right place, the right setting. And then they've got to bring all the people together. And honestly, they, they aren't paid enough. No, no, no. For how, I mean, I remember realizing that later, I'm like, these people aren't paid anything. Like I paid them, yeah. 750 700 you know not even 800 dollars. Right. right and they changed my life they helped me like they were part of this life experience right. that transformed me and they right. checked in with me a week later and they yeah. talked to me oh I mean, that's, yeah that's great you know, that's great i just yeah. hold them in such esteem both of them like they're very special people oh yeah i have this i have the same you know and they've, they've probably worked with so many people they wouldn't even remember me necessarily maybe they would um but yeah it that's and and I was struck the one guy I worked with, and I don't want to say too much about him. If you were to meet him out in the world, um, him being an Iowa Scarrow would be your last guess at what he does for a living. And he's been doing wow. it for, for decades, you know, um, just doesn't put that off that kind of doesn't, uh, doesn't appear to be that kind of guy whatsoever. Um, and I remember when he showed up, I was like, this, this is the guy. Yeah. (laughs) And he, and he was, he was, he was amazing. I mean, he was an incredibly talented musician, um, just a funny guy, um, really insightful what was going on. Um, somehow, you know, he could manage to, to, to talk to you about plant spirits and not sound woo woo at all. Right. right yeah. just, just very like, this is pretty much what's happening. I think, you know, <laughs> right. without being dogmatic about it either, you know, it's not like he's for, they're forcing you to take any interpretation of what's happening, but yeah, the, the people who, who have dedicated their lives to, to becoming Iowa scarrows like that are, that is a special breed of person. Um, you mentioned, you know, is sitting with the medicine, probably not for anybody and being, a, being the leader of that, is, is is for a very small group of people yeah yeah i mean i would never be cut out for it i no. i just i mean it, it takes i mean these people are chosen mm-hmm. they don't more than they choose i mean they are chosen to do this and yeah. it, it it's um you know i think you know there's probably you know less than one percent of the earth's population would ever take it and they're like in the one percent of the one percent right Right. Yeah. And they can do it. I mean, they can do all this stuff. They're generally under the influence of ayahuasca, ayahuasca as well. And not maybe yeah. as much as, you know, you are sitting there have, going through ceremony, but they're under, they're under plenty and uh, still managing to not only caretake all of these people who are having these intense experiences, but, but play a set list and oh my god um, yeah. you know administer uh, administer all this entire thing in the dark um you know it's it's <laughs> there's so many levels to, to the to the challenge oh, of it, that it's, role it's crazy and i just remember like you know i hate feeling like i'm in position on anybody mm-hmm. and i knew i was a real imposition on them yeah. and there was no way i could really you know it's hard to make it right i mean and it's saying yeah. like i wasn't like a bad actor i mean like i my 
And they, I remember after the ceremony, and I'll kind of go back to the story. Mm-hmm. I remember when everything finished that night and it was kind of a celebratory mood. And I remember she gave me a hug and she was mm-hmm. like, you've been through so much tonight. She oh. was, that was, you just experienced a shamanic. And that motherly energy was powerful for me. Right. Like this lady's a special person to me. I may never see her again, but she's yeah. special to me because oh, of yeah. how she, how she treated me in my darkest hours. And anyway, um, I remember I just was so thankful to be through it. And, um, you know, it was, but I, I want to talk a little bit about something that's, I want to talk about integration and what happens after. Can we do yeah, that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember, um, you know, the next day, you know, we go on a hike again, this is like a beautiful place in the mountains and we start eating food again, you know, like eating, you know, it's, it's kind of, you're starting the integration process and they tell you like, Hey, you may not feel like yourself and just, and I didn't understand what that, because honestly, integration yeah. for me was a bigger deal than even the ceremony, just as big of a deal, if not bigger than the actual yeah. ceremony. Yeah. And so I remember, I remember them saying, I remember, sorry, they remember them telling yeah. us, don't make any big decisions for about a week yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a year. I mean, like, right. wait, it takes yeah. some time. But yeah. I remember um, the next night we, st- we stayed at the same place mm-hmm. and my heart was like, I was, my heart rate was so high. I didn't mm-hmm. sleep one minute. Oh, wow. I was sleeping in a bed like next, actually next to my buddy and he slept, he was out like a light. And I remember I was so spooked. I was so spooked by what had happened. And I don't even, it's, it's like my body wasn't mine. And I just was so terrified and I couldn't even really talk to him, you know, cause I didn't want like, but I remember like that whole, like the next night, my heart's just racing. So anyway, we ended up going back to, uh, you know, the, the Switzerland. Um, and you know, my integration process starts, but I'm also a tourist and spending time with my buddy. So it's been a few more days there. I ended up flying back to the States and everything was kind of, I don't remember much like having any issues, but I remember flying back to the States and it was one week to the day that I had had this incredible experience. Um, and I went out with a couple of my friends and we went out for like steak and cocktails. And there's one thing I want to tell people. It's that the medicine is not like alcohol. No. <laughs> and it will punish you severely yeah. Yeah. if you want it. Because, I mean, I probably drank too much. I mean, not, not that I needed to drink all the time, but I was a habitual social drinker. Mm-hmm. And sometimes drink by myself. Okay? Like, I just, I did. I was drinking too much. Let me be honest about it. And ayahuasca, you know, didn't, doesn't want you to do that. Doesn't want you to go back in those old habits. And so I, you know, being the kind of bullheaded guy I am, think, okay, thank God I survived. We can just kind of go back to where we were. No, right. <laughs> not going to happen. Now, one thing I want, yeah. I want to mention that is yeah. also that it happened. I started realizing about this time that I could feel electrical pulses moving through my brain. Like I could, I was wired differently. Like something was wired differently in my brain. And I remember like, it was crazy, dude. Like I could feel these like, like this is for like probably two or three weeks afterward. Yeah, that's at varying levels of intensity. Yeah. But for like the first, like I remember like at night, like I could feel these pulses moving through my brain. That's kind of concerning, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but but dude, it's I felt it. Like there's I feel like this tingling. Well, like there's this, some kind of rewiring neuro or neurogenesis going yeah. on, probably. I bet you if I was if I were tested for IQ, mm-hmm. I would have been a standard deviation higher. Probably. I, I'm not yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I like, wouldn't surprise like, me. Like I could intuit things very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, most people that take the medicine are 
they're more intelligent to begin with. Let's, you know, that, that's just, the, that's the I think truth that's probably fair. Yeah. yeah I, I think so. But I, I know that I was at a different level intellectually than I had ever been in my life. Now, do you feel like uh, that stuck with you or is that like something that kind of it, tapered it, off? It, it tapered off. Yeah. And I also remember playing like uh, I was, you know, I play handball, which is, you know, playing a racquetball court mm -hmm. in the first two or three weeks, maybe it was, it was close to a month. My dexterity and hand-eye coordination was unbelievable. I was yeah. hitting shots that I wasn't <laughs> used to hitting. Um, I'm, and people I believe, noticed I believe, it. I, I totally believe you. It's that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. No, pe people noticed it, and I was like, everything felt easy. Everything just felt easy. Like I was just a better version of myself. That's awesome. Um, but there was the, the but the downside was you know, I'm going to go back to this night. Um, I remember I have a couple old fashions. I have a steak. And this is like about 11 o'clock at night. And I realized, and I just got immediately exhausted. I'm like, guys, I got to go. And so like we close out and I go back home and I had to drive like 20 minutes. I was like, so, so tired. And so I get back, immediately go to bed. And then I remember waking up at two o'clock in the morning to the minute. And like, I, this was like the ego disassociation that can happen in integration. And I remember just feeling icky and awful about myself. And I didn't like me. I didn't know who I was. I mean, it was just total ego. You know, your ego's done. And, and, and the ego is your identity. It's like there are things that you learn in ayahuasca experience. And I haven't talked about this, but there are things that you identify as fundamental parts of who you are that will be taken from you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Like they yeah. will be they will be taken from you. And it's you realize like you make these ego investments in certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's gone now. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and if you're, you know, it'll, it'll kind of come back on its own. They, they will tend to come back on their own. I have found that there is an interesting experience, uh, sort of morning after or whatever, where I've had the experience where like, when you start eating again after dieta, where you're like, yeah. do I like crackers? Like, yeah. where you genuinely don't know if you like or don't like certain things. And it feels like you're kind of reassembling your identity a little bit. You're like, oh, yeah, I guess I do like eggs. I guess I do like this song. You're kind no, of you being don't... reborn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, it is it is good for like, I mean, I looked really good. Like the dieta is good. It's a good thing mm -hmm. to do. I mean, I was mm -hmm. in decent shape before, but the dieta was amazing. And, yeah. um, and afterward, yeah, it does. It, it resets you. It recalibrates you. And it really does rewire you. And I don't mm -hmm. know if anybody else has had this experience where they've had electrical pulses going through their brain but i, I want to put it out there yeah. i want to put it out there as something that i went through and maybe yeah. there's others that have had the same thing and the thing that's interesting about ayahuasca brad is that you know we can go read on forums and go watch you know videos like this and yeah. we'll hear a lot of things that people like we all have things in common mm -hmm. like for me it was that that being that i saw was uh like horus or set like the egyptian right. god and so there's these very strong ancient egyptian themes mm -hmm. whether it's like hieroglyphs or symbols or gods that you're encountering that really manifested for me and it does for other people yeah i know i know a lot of people who've had the egyptian it, it, it never goes egyptian for me it i shouldn't say never I've had yeah, very well, little can. Egyptian for me. Yeah, <laughs> but, it can. I mean, but um, other people visit, they visit relatives. I mean, mm -hmm. some people see, you know, the uh, a huge anaconda, you know, a yeah. green anaconda is very, very, you know, prep. Now, I didn't experience that yeah. during my, but I did in dreams afterward. 
okay okay i did like afterward i would have these deep dreams and i would see but it wasn't like a snake that was um like like wanted to harm me wanted to kill me wanted to hurt me it was more of just like the presence of something um so i you know everything is different excuse me there's there's a lot of these similar themes but at the Mm -hmm. same time there's these little peculiarities or differences or things that you experienced that other people may not have, um, or you, but you don't know it's not out there. And that's why I think it's important to have these conversations because it informs other people that they're not alone. Like the things that I went through, the things that you went through, somebody else may be hearing that for the first time, and they may have watched a ton of content, read a ton of things about ayahuasca, but they hear what we say and it gives them a sense of peace, right? That like, they're not alone. Right. What they've been through, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're nailing it. The sort of there's a range, but there's also a certain kind of consistency. Like, I certainly have sat with people who have had the experience of Egyptian um, iconography and imagery. Um, I mean, I tend more towards sort of Mesoamerican and South American kind of imagery for yeah. whatever reason you know i I'd... felt a little bit of that okay yeah but not but not as much imagery more as like presence okay yeah when it, whenever i was outside i felt like it was like um like western hemisphere like i don't know if it was north america or south like I, you know i know what you're talking like south american like yeah. Mayan or you know aztec or incan or something it wasn't right. i didn't it didn't get that defined mm-hmm. but isn't it amazing how you had that experience and that there's so many other people that have as well yeah, yeah. No, and I've certainly had like, um, uh, you know, jungle, um, uh, sort of jungle covered temple sort of aesthetics wow. to my experience. I've, That's awesome. I've definitely had that. Um, and um, kind of, you know, almost anything you say kind of starts to feel like it's cheapening it, but almost like Indiana Jones sort of been in terrains that felt like ancient sort of psychically booby trapped temples to be honest where yeah. i had to i had to navigate i had to navigate them because there were there were places where it felt like i could fall off or something would fall on me and i was in a in a hazardous terrain and of course this is all ostensibly happening inside my head um but definitely navigating this terrain and and everything i was navigating was a sort of a metaphor or an, a representation of some emotional or psychological or personal problem that I have and that I need yeah. to, to deal with to some extent. So, so, you know, it feels the aesthetic experiences is, is trying to navigate some wall or something, but it's me confronting a, a deep seated trauma that I haven't dealt with maybe. Um, okay. And that, that, that part is really interesting. I don't yeah. know if, for you. It sounds like you vomited, vomited quite easily. Um, yeah, it was always a struggle to purge for me. Um, and it would go on. The need to purge would go on sometimes for hours. Um, and, wow. and what's interesting about that for me is at some point I would start to feel the nausea and the experiences intensifying and intensifying. And I, whatever, whatever ayahuasca had deemed was my thing, my lesson for that night Mm. would become associated with that nausea. So, um, Mm. for instance, it's hard to get in. I guess I don't care about getting too personal. I, one time, one of the later, I've sat with medicine on 
I guess six different occasions, but two nights each time. Okay. Um, and the, I want to say the fourth time or something, I was coming out of a very difficult relationship, a lot of mm -hmm. abuse directed at me, a lot of, it was, it was scary. Uh, there were moments that I was afraid for my life. It was, yeah. it was a difficult experience and I was coming out of it. And the nausea became that, became the attachments I still had to this person. And I spent all night figuring out how to purge that. Like literally, Dude. like, why can't I let go of that? Oh, because of, you know, something my dad said to me when I was six, right? Okay, well, now you got to deal with that for half an hour. And then you untangle that bit. And then it's some other thing, right? It's uh, yes. maybe a little bit of like body image issue or whatever, anything Dude. that might have entangled you in that. And when I finally yeah. figured it all out, bleh, and, you yeah. know, whew, well, that's, that, that's, that's amazing. You say yeah. that because yeah. you're put like, you have these puzzles that you have to solve. And I was, and when I was telling you about that two in the morning, I was waking mm -hmm. up at two in the morning with a minute for mm -hmm. like weeks and weeks that's afterward, for whatever reason, like my clock had been, had been completely altered. Yeah. And, um, but I remember I literally paced the hallway for 10 hours. Wow. From two o'clock in the morning till the next day. Wow. And like, and I, it wasn't just pacing, but just like being up. And then right. sometimes pacing because I had all this energy and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then I remembered um, I, I was supposed to go to Austin mm -hmm. and have like a party and like in, in, in involved in drinking. Mm -hmm. And I had just had this drinking experience that night that like, and I realized, Alex, you have to cancel this meeting. Mm -hmm. You cannot go. You, you, you cannot go drink right now. Cancel it. And so I texted the people that I was going to meet in Austin. I said, I can't make it. There's like inclement weather. Like, I'm not going to drive in this. Thank you. Yeah. Immediately. Ah. I feel the sense of relief. And I realized that's what, she, that's what I would needed to know. Like, that's what she was trying to tell me. Mm. Like, you don't need to be like, you're running right back into alcohol. Right. And you need to get away from that. Right. right. And so it's, it's, there's these things and it can take a while. It can oh, yeah. take a while to figure this out, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and you're like, you want to figure it out right now, but you can't like, again, you can't think your way through all this stuff, like right in the moment. It's no. time. It's, it is, it does take time and it takes, um, it takes coming back into, you know, if there's certain habits or behaviors that, that you're working on, you need to be reconfronted with those situations again, sometimes too. Right. Like, yeah. like for me, I'm talking about this relationship. Well, ultimately where the integration happened is when ultimately is when I met my now wife and, wow. and, you know, I had to come, I had to come to grips with it. And it was like, okay, I'd had all of this stuff from this relationship. I think I figured it out, but now is the time where it's sort of theory into practice. Can I be a better person? Can I safeguard myself and be on the lookout for things going a certain way? Can I assert my, the boundaries that I, I learned that I needed to assert, right? And, right. and this is almost embarrassing for me to say, because now I look back at the person that all this happened to, and I sort of don't recognize them, but, right. but I had learned all that. And, and so that was, you know, and that was a process of a few years from that, that night I threw up, threw up that old relationship in the bucket to, to the day I asked my now wife to marry me. That's really when the integrate, that's how long that, that integrating that particular thing took. And, you know, maybe it's still happening to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, these, these arcs can be, can be quite, quite long. <laughs> no, they can. I mean, yeah. I, I, it took me, you know, I had some powerful experiences in the weeks afterward and I had like dreams that were actual, like, 
journeys, yeah. like little mini journeys. Like, yeah. you know, you were actually there. I remember that happened several times. And, you know, and then I would, even for months afterward, I would have these just kind of weird feelings where I didn't feel like everything was out, like I just felt off. Yeah. And I had to kind of work my way through that. And that went on for probably over a year. Um, yeah. and, it, and it was less and less and less, you know, as yeah. time went along. But yeah. um, I've had once I've had once or twice, um, twice distinctly that I can remember where um, I'm a pretty early riser and I'm a sort of a alarm clock goes off and I'm up like that's mm -hmm. how I'm programmed. But I've had a couple times in the um, say month after an experience where I you know, it was a Saturday or a Sunday and I didn't have to get up and do anything necessarily. There was no pressing obligation. So I kind of just laid in bed and, um, had a very short, but what I would consider full-blown ayahuasca experience for yes, 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. People don't talk about that. I, mm -hmm. I remember I had some like visions or things mm -hmm. that I saw that were absolutely like, like, again, like a little bit less than a full-blown experience, yeah. but uh, very close. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it's your, which I don't know. It's how got many the people... visual component. Yeah. It's got the presence. It's got, Dude. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's absolutely. And one thing, you know, we're talking about like how I, you know, I, I seem to purge easily. Mm -hmm. I'm very sensitive to plant medicine in general. Okay. Uh, and now one thing I noticed is that before I'm not like a person that smokes weed, Yeah. but after ayahuasca, uh, weed affected me differently in terms of it was way more powerful. Oh, really? Interesting. I feel yeah. like, again, it, it resets something yeah. where like, I just, I, I feel like I'm very, very attuned to plant medicine yeah. and I don't need a lot, but like whenever I have had like a smoke on something, mm -hmm. it doesn't really take a lot for me. Like I don't need to, I had an experience in Portland, um, with my brother, probably a year and a half, two years later, eh, maybe not even quite that much. Yeah. Maybe like a year later. And, uh, you know, we went to dispensary and, and got a joint and it was like a gram. Right. And, but it was like not, it was low THC and okay. it was like seven and a half percent THC, seven and a half percent CBD. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, this is kind of like got that soothing effect. Cause it's got a lot of CBD, but not as much, you know, psychoactive. Right. And THC. we can puff, we can puff on it a little bit. And, we can puff yeah. on a little bit. Yeah. I remember like we both destroyed it. Right. And like, you know, this is a gram. And I remember like, I'm like, nothing's happening all of a sudden. Whoosh, I just get hit and like we're in this park overlooking downtown Portland and all of a sudden I'm like oh man like this is the sensory you know um overload was a kind of it wasn't like I I mean it was powerful it wasn't mm. at that level but it was very very powerful different than anything I'd ever experienced Interesting. and of course we're walking around and he's like blah, 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 blah. Like he wants to talk about everything and I'm like bro I, I can't talk to you right now. You have to understand like my, 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 cause everything he wants to talk about is like, what do you think about this? Whenever we grew up and like, but about mom and dad right, and what about right, our grandpa? Right, and like, right. this, what do you think about this person? And I'm like, right, right. dude, <laughs> like, no, I can't, I'm not there. I can't, I can't do this. You know, yeah. like he's torturing me for a fucking hour, you know, but that was just, it, it I think it intensified some of those experiences I had with, um, uh, it very, I mean, that doesn't surprise yeah. me either. I mean, I know for, for myself, um, <clears throat> when I've been in, in the ayahuasca space and in the sort of days leading up to it and the days leading after, after days following after, and I try to, I try to put myself in this headspace when I can, I feel very sensitive to plant. It sounds ridiculous, but to plant spirits, I feel very cos yeah. cognizant of their presence. Um, I know, um, 
you know, I, I had an experience where, um, after the first, after my first ceremony, I was, uh, able to visit a friend right after. So it was sort of uh, kind of on the way. And I stopped to see this friend that I hadn't seen in a while. And it was a great experience. I don't know if it might've been better if I'd just gone home to be honest, but, um, but it was, it was cool. You know, and it was a guy that, you know, I used to drink with and stuff. And so we weren't doing that. So it was a little bit of a different vibe, but I remember we were out walking on his property and he was telling me how he's got all this poison ivy out there. And I remember he's fine. We found some poison ivy. And I remember just kind of squatting down and just looking at it. And normally you think of poison ivy as this like, oh, you don't want to get close to it. You get it on you. Right. And I remember sitting down and looking at it and being like, sort of feeling the presence of it and understanding that like the reason that poison ivy is dangerous is because it's trying to protect the forest from us. Right. Like, and that's such a tree huggy kind of thing. And, but I right. felt it so, and I felt like almost honored by it. Like, yeah. like it was something almost to look up to <laughs> in a way, like, Oh, look at this thing, this, this beautiful role that it's taking. And it is keeping us out. We don't go right. out in that because we don't want to get poison Ivy on us. You know, it's, it's fulfilling its role and having a similar experience, but with sort of a different, um, sort of meaning behind it with with cedar trees um, um yeah. i remember eating a and this one is very unusual i'm having a, a, a night that i had i'd had maybe my most intense experience with ayahuasca and um i tend to run a little late like i most people are well into it as i'm just starting to feel it and uh for whatever reason and so I'm kind of by myself. Everybody else has kind of come down and I'm still going and, but I'm at the back end of it. And I remember trying to eat a banana. I thought that eating something would be, would, would be the trick. That's what I needed. And so I had a banana and I didn't even end up finishing it, but you know how all bananas are clones. Mm. They're all genetically identical. It's like, okay. um, it, it's, it's different than, you know, if you get an apple from this apple tree and an apple from that apple tree, you can tell the difference. If you get two Chiquita bananas, they are genetically identical. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So it's just an odd thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it makes it's it, it it's important here. So when I ate it, I felt this sort of banana spirit as as ridiculous as that sounds. And but I felt the fact that the cloning process had dumbed it down, had kind of warped its spirit and so it was yeah. like it didn't have this wisdom that like ayahuasca did or the poison ivy plant had later or tobacco even had it was it was literally dumbed down it was right other than being like it i kind of can still hear its voice in my head where it was like hello it, <laughs> it was sort of like a yeah. it was like a mentally disabled plant spirit it was very very strange <laughs> no but, that's that's so, that, that's yeah. No, you have these, uh, this, this is a thing, um, like the theme I'm thinking when I listen to this is mm -hmm. your people are going to have these profound insights mm -hmm. that are going to sound crazy to other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe not all of them, but some of them, and you're going to have, you're, you're going to sound like a different person. Right. And I had people tell me that, like I had friends and family say, man, you sound different and it's good. This is awesome. Yeah. Like we like, and, and of course, some people may not like that because you're right. very vulnerable. You're very sensitive. And, um, you know, but you just see things in this way that 
it's amazing because like, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself like a naturally spiritual person, mm-hmm. but um, I certainly was in the weeks and months afterward. And I would have these observations that were just incredible. And I think I still carry some of that with me to this day, but again, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the levels of intensity are, yeah, it, you, know, it, it, you kind it of integrate it into your life and it's, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. I want to ask you something. So um, sure. I want to keep going, but I've got to run. Okay. Dinner obligation. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 there's a lot more I want to talk about. Sure. Me too. And honestly, I think it's probably better to do another part. Okay. Whenever yeah. you're available in a few weeks. Sure. Because there's a lot I want to talk to about. Uh, I want to talk about like integration and I want to talk about how um, there are a lot of people that kind of push this on other people and they don't really give them like the good and bad. There's like the emotional healing element, mm-hmm. but there's also the astral travel and going to other dimensions and seeing things that in my view, go far beyond your like subconscious understanding. Like it's literally new information. That's my view. Yeah. Some yeah. people may think that that's, you know, this is all in your subconscious, but for me, it's hard to imagine that's even possible. No, I, I think there's got to be a more cosmological explanation for what's going on. I agree. I agree. And, and yeah. look, when people that haven't, you know, if, if people haven't sat with the medicine, mm-hmm. um, I really don't take too many of their opinions about it seriously. I mean, right. like everybody's allowed to have an opinion, mm-hmm. but um, you can't judge this and be like the arbiter of whether it's good or bad or this or that, if you haven't, if you don't have any experience with it. And I'm not telling you that you should, but I'm just saying like, look, you just don't know what you're talking about. It's one of the most profound experiences a human being can have on the planet earth. And so just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to explain what it's like to, um, you know, the guy who like skydived from like a satellite, yeah, I know you you're know? talking the, the Red Bull guy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't try to describe what that's like because I've never done that. And that seems outlandish, like an outlandish experience. This is ayahuasca is in that sort of thing. Like if you haven't, yeah. it's very difficult to get your and that's not a gatekeeping kind of thing. It's it's so anomalous that you don't really I don't really have the words for it. And I'm a writer and I've had that experience and I don't have that's, the words for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I'm, I'm a pretty articulate guy and mm. there are just, there are no words in any language that can describe the things that you go through, right. the things that you see, the things that you feel, the things that you experience. And, and I think it, you know, there was part of me that like, you should need to write all this down like afterward, but I thought, no, you're not ready yet. Yeah. Don't put, you're not ready yet. And I struggled. Like I remember trying to, and I couldn't, yeah. and I like having this conversation with you because I get like, I hear your experiences and it's informing me. Like it's, it's, it's bringing back those memories, things I hadn't thought about in a long time. And so I like this format in terms of sharing my experience, learning about your experience, other people's then just like writing, you know, putting it on paper. Yeah. I remember mother ayahuasca told me, and I know you got to go, so we can cut this any moment, but yeah. I remember ayahuasca telling me, I kept trying to intellectualize the experiment and saying to myself, oh, this is what's going on. And oh, you're processing this and this is happening because of this. And at one point she just said, she said to me, these are just words, man. What do you want them to do? Explain everything? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I keep trying to explain everything. And I just have to let it, let it happen to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm 100%, 100% sympathetic to what you're saying.
Well, listen, can we do a part two? Absolutely. Let's do it. Because there's a whole lot more we can go into. I mean, literally, I could talk for hours about this. Me too. Yeah. But I think this is a good start. And I'm excited to put this out there into the you know public domain. And mm -hmm. I know a lot of people will enjoy, you know, enjoy watching this. Maybe mm -hmm. some people that I, you know, sat with, you know, years back, um, but also hopefully a lot of new people, because this is a very interesting topic. And yeah, and, and, and I it, think it, the based community needs to 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 start thinking about this world a little bit personally. i think so because this is very fucking based exactly and people that want to like explain it away again people that haven't ever done it mm -hmm. that's fine everybody's allowed to have an opinion but you don't really know what you're talking about and there are a lot of people in this community that would benefit from it agreed 100 percent agreed yeah. awesome man well listen to be continued yes yes for sure for sure yep all right i appreciate